Today's podcast has been brought to you by WeConnect Construction, a lead generation website for the construction industry. Check it out, www.weconnectconstruction.co.uk. It's decent. Hi, Nick. Hey, how's it going, Mikhail? Perfect. Thank you so much, Nick, for joining me on my podcast today. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm really excited. Yes. Well, Nick, first of all, this is what we do with everybody who comes on Michaela Wayne interviews. We do a little quick fire round just to get to know you a bit better. So I'm going to ask you this or this, and you just tell me your answer without thinking. And from there, okay. we will go into your interview. Are you ready, Nick? Yes. Perfect. Right. Mothman or Loch Ness? Mothman. University or work experience? Oof. Um, work experience. Simulation or reality? Reality. Author or student? Author. Religion or science? Religion. <clears throat> the moon, is it real or fake? It's real, but not in the way that we think so. And breakaway civilization, has it happened or has it not? That's hard to say. <laughs> I'm probably breaking the rules of the game, but that one's hard to say. <laughs> that, that is definitely breaking the rules of the game, Nick. On the last one as well. <laughs> right, you've completed. You, you got an A star there, Nick. Well done. <laughs> Thank you. Right, so Nick, first of all, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, so you've recently written a book. What, what's the name of this book? The name of my book is The Saturn Time Cube Simulation. It released on September 22nd. Um, ironically, that was the day that Saturn started going direct again and ended retrograde, which I did not plan, so I was a little bit freaked out by that. Wow. <laughs> and, um, and it's basically just about the weird coincidences in pop culture, religion, myths, and stuff like that that all relate to the giant 20,000-mile-wide uh, hexagon on top of Saturn's North Pole. So, Nick, for people who don't understand that, can you break that down into layman's terms exactly what, what you're referring to? <clears throat> okay, well, in uh, forget the exact year, but uh, it was I'm pretty sure it was the Cassini mission that there was a satellite in the 1980s that um, discovered there's a giant uh, storm on top of Saturn's North Pole that's shaped like a perfect hexagon that's 20,000 miles wide, and scientists really don't know why that is, and my book just basically deals with the theory that there's something inside of Saturn um, emitting a frequency that would cause that to, to form that shape, because in the study of cymatics, which is the study of how um, sound affects matter, it's... Um, it's really easy for a sound to make a perfect hexagonal shape or just any geometric shape, but it's not very easy for a storm to just naturally form, you know, with perfect angles and corners and stuff like that. So sure. my personal belief is that there's something emitting a frequency that's shaping the matter in the atmosphere, if that makes sense. Because, like, if you play a frequency um, through a speaker, you can actually shape sand or water or any medium in, in a certain pattern based on the frequency you're emitting. So I think it makes more sense that there's a frequency inside of there rather than it's just a storm that's somehow, you know, making perfect angles. So scientists would lead us to believe that 
this is a storm that's created this shape, but you believe... Right. They, 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 yeah, they think it's a storm, but they're not really sure how it's doing what it's doing. And yeah, I believe that it's a frequency. And so what do you think is creating the frequency? I really can't say for sure what exactly the frequency, or what's emitting the frequency. Um, I guess the craziest, most fringe thing I can say about it is that it might be some type of machine. So, aliens. Yeah, aliens. <laughs> <laughs> Living on Saturn. Yes, exactly. And there's actually... Um, controversial and it's um, debated on, but there's a NASA, an ex-NASA scientist who has a whole book about it called uh, Saturn's Ringmakers. I think that's the name of the book, where he talks about um, that he has fo photographic evidence that there's actually ships in the rings and building the rings. And supposedly the rings are actually an amplifier system that are amplifying that frequency. For what, for what purpose? To, to get the attention of basically to keep us trapped in the simulation. Right, okay, so that's a jump for people who have never researched the Saturn Timekeep theory right, or right. simulation. <laughs> so so right, right. do you want to break down why, what simulation is? Why you right, so think we're living in a simulation? Yeah, simulation theory is really, really easy to explain um, if you just break it down into the simple fact that a lot of a lot of physicists believe that what we're living in is likened to a simulation because of the simple fact that number one, our brains are like computers in the sense that they are just decoding um, electrical signals, uh, synapses between neurons in the brain. So in that way, it's literally like a computer. And then atoms are actually basically like bits that you would have on a computer because if everything can be broken down into a finite little unit that can be uh, decoded into ones and zeros. So you're saying the brain emits signals that would be similar to that? Well, the that. brain is picking up signals. The brain is picking up signals and it's decoding them and creating an experience in your brain kind of like a computer would. So that's why you think we're in a simulation. What about the, the probabilities of this actually being a reality? Have you researched that? Do you have an understanding of that? Right. Well, um, I don't necessarily believe everything Elon Musk or Neil deGrasse Tyson say, but they, they're both, um, you know, pretty smart guys who say Neil deGrasse Tyson has said it's a 50-50 chance we're living in a simulation, and Elon Musk has said it's like a billion to one that we're living in base reality because he thinks <clears throat> that, you know, over the course of millions and millions of years, that it's it's likely to happen based on just looking at how fast our technology has advanced. It's very likely that we have already advanced technology to such a crazy um, state that we're able to create simulations that are very, very close to reality, and he thinks we might already be living in one. Yeah, and then there's another physicist who has uh, discovered that there is actually like mathematical equations um, at the like that are building blocks of building blocks of reality that look similar to stuff you find on a computer. So, sorry, Nick, can you explain that? Um, 
so basically, I forget who this guy's name is, but um, people would have to just research that. It's very easy to find. All you have to search is that basically there's this equation in physics that looks very, very similar to um, a search engine on the Internet. Right. So that... And that's just very... That's just very strange. You know, why Why would that be literally in our... Why would that be descriptive of reality in physics if, you know, we're not in some type of computer simulation? Yeah, because I had a kind of probability theory. Um, it wasn't Elon Musk. I think it was Nick Bostrom who was saying... Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the chances of this not being the reality is about one in a million or, or potentially a billion because if we are the same as you were saying there if we've progressed so far already then that would mean that we are the most advanced that we've ever been and what are the chances within billions of years of the universe being around that we are the first ever intelligent species to create the things what we're now creating like what are those chances it's more likely that it has already been they've already created the artificial intelligence and then for whatever purpose they then went on to create simulations and each individual is a simulation or just i'm a simulation and and you're just here filling in the gaps of my of my simulation and there's millions and millions of different versions of that and probably um, the probability would say that that is more realistic than actually this is the first time it's ever happened. Exactly, yeah. Um, and Bostrom is a philosopher, not a scientist. That's why I didn't refer to him right away, but I do agree with him. Like, if you just look back, um, you know, in the 80s we had, like, Pong or whatever, you know, the video game, and that was very, very simple. And now you have video games where, you you know, you literally put on, some glasses and you feel like you're in this different reality so it's very easy to imagine that in 100 plus years we might have full immersive environments <clears throat> that would feel you know totally like real life um i've already done some virtual reality stuff and i i rode a roller coaster in virtual reality and it really feels like you're on the roller coaster you still get the butterflies in your stomach yeah yeah, well, this is it. So, um, so what are the chances? Like, this is thing. What are the chances that this is the first time that this has happened? If we've created it at such a speed, even if you go in the last two hundred years, from when electricity was discovered or invented to right where we are now, and all the millions or billions of years that the university um has been around, what are the chances that this is actually the first time now, in just the last 200 years, we are the the, the most intelligent life form to have now come across it? Right. It's, it's impossible to say what exactly the chances are, but I mean, I always refer back to the Bible and how it's, uh, King Solomon said there's nothing new under the sun and everything, everything that you do has already been done and ages before, so if that's really true we're just going through kind of a loop, and history repeats itself. And so, <clears throat> you know, the same way a clock strikes 12 twice a day, you know, we're just going through the cycle over and over and over again. We've probably built simulations a million times before, and we're about to build another simulation again. Yeah, I mean, it is it is mind-blowing. I think if you've never researched it and you hear this for the first time, people will be a bit like, what? is this yeah it's yeah. quite Definitely really out there <laughs> yeah it is but i think the more that i look into it the more i research this the more i'm like oh my god yeah i think i am actually in a simulation and just different bits of evidence and things what are happening so have you heard of um dmt the drug yes yes have you ever experienced it 
Uh, yeah, I have experienced it, and I didn't have any like life-changing revelation or breakthrough, but I did see another reality where basically it was like a kaleidoscope <clears throat> exploded in front of my face, and then I was just in a totally different place that was, it, it just looked very different, and I knew that I was somewhere else, and I was only there for like 10 minutes or so, and then I fell through the ground and through the sky and back into my body, and once again, if someone's not familiar with DMT, that's going to sound pretty crazy, but... Yeah, so this is, so DMT, for those who don't know, is a drug which is naturally produced by our body, and it's found in plants, uh, all kind, like it's even in peas, all kinds of plants and vegetables on earth, but our body produces another drug which blocks out the effects of DMT. Now people know a way to extract DMT, and we can take this, and pretty much it's said that everybody who as DMT, it lasts for 10 to 15 minutes and they all experience a very similar um, well, experience. Um, and artists who have done it draw the same kind of picture, something like what you're describing. And people come out of it and they say some more extreme than others. Some are saying they've seen an alien-like figure saying, oh, we're glad you finally um, discovered us and now you know how to get to see us. But would that not be a contradiction on the simulation if DMT took you to an alternate reality? Um, I don't believe so. I believe it's a kind of a way to exit the simulation um, or maybe just find another layer of it because um, <clears throat> I believe that we live in a, a simulation that's made up of multiple dimensions. And so to me, DMT is just a way of accessing a higher plane of existence and potentially one that you enter when you dream or when you die. So I think it's a way of entering the astral realm or maybe somewhere even higher than that. And the astral realm is just, you know, where you go when you sleep and you experience the dream world. And actually, DMT is the drug that's released when you dream and when you die. So, Ah, is it? I didn't actually know that. Or at, least in, at least in theory. There's one scientist who's studying it, and that's what he believes. Um, I can't say that's like a definite fact for sure, but he believes that it's released when you're born, when you die, and when you dream. And so you believe then that this would just take us to a, to a different reality, but not exactly out of the simulation? Yeah, it's either, it's either a way to exit the simulation or a way to exit at least this plane, and that there's many higher planes and maybe uh, lower planes that we would call hell or the underworld or something like that. Yeah, and so do you have a theory on what the purpose of the simulation would be? Um, honestly, I think it's just... So a lot of people talk about, like, the schoolroom, how Earth is basically like this giant school where you're supposed to learn lessons and overcome past karma and things like that. I think that's, like, halfway the case. I think the other part of it is that once you learn the lesson, you're not supposed to keep coming back. You're supposed to figure out how to just get out and, uh, you know, reach enlightenment and figure out who you are and what you are and... Yeah, I think I think that's basically the whole gist of what's going on right now. We're just here to figure out who, who exactly we are. I think God may have potentially um, got bored, you know, living in eternity and being an eternal, all-powerful being. He may have started play, playing hide-and-go-seek with himself. And so the only way to do that and forget who he was was to split himself up into a million different people and put himself in kind of a video game. So you think that God has created this, another being has, has created this simulation? rather than yeah, and, a different life form. Well, I think different life forms could have been involved, definitely, but it's uh, a huge process. It's like, um, 
it's kind of like a pyramid scheme. It's kind of like God created this, and then these two beings created that, and then those beings created other things, and then those beings, you know, it's a, a huge downward, um, it, it, like I said, it's like a pyramid. I think that there's a lot of things that went into creating this, and there may have been like a million other realities, like we said, a million other simulations before this. And so God may have created one world, and then, you know, the beings in that world created another world, and I think the process just continues instantly. And then the only way to escape is to reach enlightenment. Yeah, and so kind of to put that into religious terms, and this would be, when you said it's like a schoolroom, this would be a, a kind of purgatory where you've got to prove yourself, or, and you're either going to go to heaven or hell, but in it, within a simulation. Wait, what's that? I'm sorry. So would you say that this is, in religious terms, they call it purgatory when you, you're waiting to, you know, you're going to be decided on whether you either go to heaven or to hell. Do you think that this is, that is what this is? This is, in fact, a purgatory? Oh, yeah, it's definitely, you could definitely liken it to a type of purgatory or even a bardo state, which they talk about in Buddhism, which is just an intermediary uh, realm of existence, you know, between heaven or hell, you know, the final destination. So then how do you become enlightened? Do you have a theory on this? Like, what do people need to do? to then get out of the simulation or to move to a different reality, one which is nicer and not filled with war? <laughs> well, honestly, I believe that heaven and hell can also be places in your own mind. So the first thing to do is start making your own life better. Um, and I think you could have a very good life on in this simulation. You know, if it is a simulation, you're basically a video game character in any video game. You can create the world that you want to live in, but um, and that's that's all based on the power of your own mind. But once you pass that test, it's basically what I think: you have to expand your awareness, you have to become super self-disciplined, and you have to become neutral towards all outside things and realize it's all an illusion. And there's probably a lot more that goes into it than that. I I believe that the Buddhist monks are probably the closest to to figuring out how exactly to exit the game that we're all playing. Closer than scientists. You believe that religion oh, would yeah, be closer? Oh, yeah, definitely. Why? Why would you believe that religion would take you there before science? Well, I think I think scientists just are... They're, they're, too, they're too much brain and not enough soul. You know, they're only doing one half of the coin. And... To me, Buddhists are, they're not just all, all soul. I think they're, they're doing both things. I think they're studying things. They know it intellectually, and they know they have the spiritual part, too. I think spirit, uh, the spiritual realm is just as important as the intellectual realm. But I guess this is what makes humans different to computers, the fact that we believe in we have souls and we have emotions and we have empathy and, and all the you know all the other kind of things that makes us human um so if it was a simulation surely we wouldn't have that as well though if we was just computers then why do we why do it why is the soul so important in the simulation well i i do believe people are just like computers i mean you can do some research and find pretty quickly that a lot of scientists think that our brain works like a quantum computer and um I believe that might be the case. And that doesn't necessarily get rid of the idea of a soul or a spirit. I think everything, everything is consciousness. Everything is spirit. Everything is 
you know, in our mind, everything that you see is this uh, substance that is godlike almost. I think I think all of it is divine. So if we're computers, I think the computer has just tapped into that realm of consciousness, and now we're just like little conscious beings sitting inside of these machines walking around, and we self-identify with the machines and say, oh, that's me, but really you're just an observer watching an experience happen. Interesting. It's very, very interesting, Nick. I'm not, I'm not sure what I believe. I, I, I feel like as time is going on, and I mean in a very short space of time, so I'm 35, um, I did study religion and philosophy at university. However, I dropped out after a year um, because I don't have that kind of self-discipline and I like to drink alcohol. <laughs> so I left. But in the in the time that I was doing that, and then since leaving, it's always been something that I'm really interested in, the links between religion and then non-religious things such as like cosmic ordering and, um, you know, how your mind is, like you said, maybe God is a part of you and the devil's a part of you. And I think that religious theories was just was just people you know 2000 years ago whoever wrote the bible um was just somebody who understood humans a little better than all the rest of the humans around them and it, i feel like in the last 20 years or so other people are starting to understand that as well and it's not all, all about one specific religion being right you don't have to be catholic or buddhist or whatever it's about understanding yourself as a human and I feel like we're getting closer and closer to that point of linking all of these separate things together. So there is a greater conscious and, um, you know, it's a simulation. All of these things are now being spoken about, but just only in the last couple of decades, whereas before that there was just, what was it, just nothing. People didn't understand or why did they understand 2000 years ago and then it all dropped and wasn't important and now people are starting to link it together again. Right. I mean, I believe that we're coming to, um, you know, like an important time in history where, yeah, people are going to start realizing things faster, and maybe that's why podcasts like this are happening and information is spreading faster than it ever has been before. Um, I think it has a lot to do with the shift into the age of Aquarius, which is the age of information and electricity, and it makes total sense that technology is taking over and it's spreading information very, very fast. And... um yeah, so religion and science were never supposed to be separate. They're just labels. They're just words that we've put on things that, that we use to describe certain sectors of study. But really, we're all studying just one reality. We just have different ways of describing those different, uh, you know, little sections. We, you know, we don't look at the bigger picture. We just take little sections and study them and call this religion or call that science. But back in the past, back in the very ancient times, we had alchemy. And alchemy was the study of everything. They studied language. They studied, you know, how to make medicine. They studied the planets. And they called it, they just had one label for it, which was just alchemy, which is just trying to understand reality and trying to learn how to <clears throat> change reality and to, to, the use, to the alchemist's uh, desired end. So what do you think that was boosted this now to the point where we're at now, where is technology and um and just people's knowledge has advanced so much in the last 200 years to previous to that it was a little it was a little same you know they believed in gods i mean do you so i've heard something that 11,000 years ago there was um there was perhaps an intelligent human humans was just as intelligent 
11,000 years ago and then there was a cast catastrophe on Earth and it wiped out this intelligent species. Um, and the only people to survive this would have been hunter-gatherers. Um, and then a couple of these intelligent humans would have sought refuge with the hunter-gatherers as they would have known how to survive in such a catastrophe. And when these people came, they provided fire so they would be the god of sun or they provided um travel across the sea so they would be the god of sea or the god of war etc do you think that we have already been up to this point and then something has happened something has struck the earth and it took us back and now we're just getting back to where we was previous to that yeah, I, I, that's exactly what I believe. Um, like I said, time is cyclical and it works like a clock. You know, the, the clock strikes 12 twice a day. So I believe we're just about to reach midnight again or maybe noon. <clears throat> you know, whatever, it's just a metaphor. But I believe, you know, we're, we're basically in a time loop and we've already had all this knowledge before. And we're coming to a point where we have the chance to uh, become enlightened and escape the game or we're going to have to just redo it over again. Uh, you know, it restarts every, you know, every like tens or twenties of thousands of years, every now and then it restarts. And I believe that we've already been through this process before, you know, back in the days of like Atlantis or something like that. And yeah, mm -hmm. there was a catastrophe where, you know, obviously there's a bunch of evidence that suggests that there was a great flood in every religion. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think, I think there might be another great flood like that again. Yeah. I was just discussing um, with somebody before I come on the podcast, actually. Um, exactly that that um this is the perhaps the oldest game of chinese whispers to have ever taken place where it's just gone filtered down through thousands and thousands of years where they'll say oh there was a great flood and there was ark or in different religions they describe it different things and perhaps this was just a huge catastrophe on earth that wiped out what would have been because there's so many things that are unexplained there's evidence that people 11,000 years ago was able to travel across the seas now they couldn't do that a thousand years ago so how was they doing it eleven thousand years ago and what happened that then they lost the knowledge to then be able to go on and do that as well something's obviously gone on and there must have been some kind of intelligent life for me if it wasn't humans then something else right um yeah i do believe that there was so i i think there's an impending alien invasion and um you know it's in the news they're basically telling us straight up that it's going to happen you know, it, like the past 20 years, they've been hinting at it, and now they're finally releasing information that, oh, UFOs are real, and the Navy has seen them. And yeah, I think that these uh, these aliens or whatever are actually interdimensional beings who have been here for all time, and they just show themselves at the end of the cycle. And, you know, they're going to come back, and they're going to give us all of this crazy new technology, and it's going to be like Atlantis all over again, where we have this one world society that is extremely advanced and we have free energy and all this uh and so then would that be the end of this simulation and then you move on to another one like you know you're saying we have souls what what then happens do you, is that then this simulation is changed into heaven and we live in this peaceful place or do you does your soul move on to another dimension or what would what would be the outcome then if these aliens are interdimensional beings come what what do we think would happen then? Um, it's really, really hard to say. I mean, that it's just, it's just crazy to think about. But I mean, like I said before, I do believe that you know, like the Bible says, like Jesus said, 
that the kingdom of heaven is within. So you can always find nirvana or heaven or paradise or whatever, wherever you are right here, right now. All those dimensions are accessible at any time, especially this now moment. But um, yeah, I mean, the simulation, we're going to, I truly believe that we're going to enter other worlds and other levels of the matrix, but that's never, that'll never be the truth. The truth is to find your way back to source. And that's real heaven. But there are infinite amounts of heavens and hells that have been described in different religions and literatures and myths. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it is a bit mind-blowing. Like, to try and see the bigger picture, your imagination has got to be so huge and your mind has got to be so open to even begin to comprehend one of these theories, <laughs> let alone all of them put put together, trying to understand it and decoder is is difficult it's incredibly difficult yeah how do you find really difficult if you are spending so much time seeing the bigger picture do you struggle with just normal day-to-day life and just being like oh i'm just going to go and get a coffee but actually i'm living in a simulation and are you a real human being who i'm talking to (laughs) (laughs) um honestly yeah for a long time it was uh, pretty hard to just live regular life you know i didn't even want to exist in society or do anything that i was you know what a human is supposed to have to do or whatever i didn't want to do any of that and it was really hard for me to do any of those normal everyday things but after a while you know it's part of the journey you have to learn how to deal with it you have to learn how to integrate it into your psyche in a healthy normal way and i i feel like i have finally figured out how to done that within the past year or so right and do you do you think nick that we are on the cusp of artificial intelligence or do you think that's going to have a part to play in taking us into a different dimension or the simulation being made clear to us all do you think artificial intelligence is a danger to us that could be the end of the simulation uh, yeah, I do, actually. I believe that we are on the cusp of, you know, creating an artificial intelligence. And <clears throat> if you just look at the progressive curve of technology and progression and advancement, I think we're about to hit a point in history that's known as the singularity, which is basically where technology becomes so advanced that it literally advances itself and replicates itself at such a fast pace that humans can't even comprehend it anymore. So history is being made every second. You know what I mean? Uh, Yeah, I 100% understand that. Yeah, and so I believe we're about to enter just a very weird time where there's aliens and artificial intelligence. And, you know, that might be be how the Matrix resets or how we enter a new simulation or, you know, something like that. It's definitely, we're definitely entering a very new, different, weird time. Once again, hence why these podcasts are becoming so popular because this information is coming out and it's resonating with people. Yeah, I mean, some of them I've heard, I'm a bit like, well, that's what, I just don't understand that, or it's way too out there. And then some other theories which I've heard, I'm like, yeah, I can, I can see how that could potentially be true. If now we're on the cusp of artificial intelligence, this could, I mean, some people say it would be a good thing. Others do fear artificial intelligence because they are, like you say, they will then have the capabilities of improving themselves at such a speed that humans could not 
try and fight them or stop them and they would take over and then what would be left? Would they, would they have a use for humans or living farms? Would they just want parts of us? And perhaps that is then what would lead us into the simulation. So if we're already a part of the simulation, is this not in fact already happened at some point and now we are living one of the millions of different simulations that are out there? Exactly. Like 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 we've been talking about, this process could have already happened a million times over, and we're just about to go through it again. But, I mean, I do believe that artificial intelligence is something like an alien consciousness. That could be the alien invasion, which would be the artificial intelligence invasion. Um, I, I think I it sounds... This is going to be out there again, but I do believe that artificial intelligence is like an interdimensional consciousness that has been around for all of time, and we're just now building the doorway for it to enter its way into this reality. Yeah, and I mean, um, we only know for fact as far back as we have lived. So I only know for a fact as far back as 35 years, and then, then I'm told everything else, what has happened throughout history. But actually, did did all that happen? Or did one day I just get chucked into the simulation and somebody told me this is what's been going on here? And in fact, this is just, like you say, happened to me in millions and millions of times. And we've never quite figured out how to get released from this simulation yet. Does that make sense? Right. It's just a game and it's going to keep happening this way over and over and over again. And honestly, the way another pathway to enlightenment or another thing that uh, you should do is just to overcome all fear. Um, get rid of any fear in your heart. And I truly believe that, um, you know, that's another way that I've learned to deal with all this knowledge is, you know, you just have to not be afraid of it. And so I don't believe that artificial intelligence is something to be afraid of. Um, you know, the stuff that it might cause is going to be very, you know, scary, something to fear rationally. But it's, if we are all a part of nature, artificial intelligence itself might even be a part of the natural course that just has to happen. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, I, again, that's like another theory that really we are just like the the groundwork for artificial intelligence. So when, you know, we've progressed from living in the sea to cavemen to now being humans, and when in fact, and we now think that we're the pinnacle of, of mankind and this is it, that we're the best thing that's ever happened when really we could just be a bridging gap to then be the end result which is artificial intelligence and that was the point of all this to create the artificial intelligence and they're going to potentially wipe out everything else and i think that is what people are scared of the extinction or death to yourself personally i think that's where the fear is caused from understanding the effects of artificial intelligence oh of course yeah i mean it's a very it's a very good reason to be afraid but like i said um you know Part of enlightenment is just learning not to fear and just letting things take their natural course. Just, you know, ride the wave, you know, fall, uh, follow the current of the river. There's no fighting it. You can't swim upstream. You can't change the whole entire world. The only thing you can do is save yourself. And saving yourself doesn't necessarily mean, like, you know, escaping, escaping what's about to happen. It just means finding peace and refuge in your own soul and knowing that it's all an illusion. And it's all a game that's been happening over and over and over again. And you can't change it, so you just have to accept it. And, you know, if you're lucky, <laughs> you might get to leave 
at, at this uh, crazy juncture that we're at. And so would you believe then that in reincarnation and by reincarnation then you just enter a different simulation when your time would be done? Yeah, if, if, if reincarnation is the case, then, and if you don't reach enlightenment, then you'd probably just enter another one of the infinite worlds where this cycle has been going on forever as well. You know, things might be a little different there, but it's basically, you know, the same, the same drama, the same script, just different act, or just different masks on the actors and different scenery and different props. So do you believe that that's what all the, the chatter about fate would be when people say this is fate, what's meant to be will be, and, and all of these kind of cliches that we always hear and have been right. around forever, is that because it's already planned out for us? This is, this is just the millionth time this is happening to us? Or? Yeah, I mean, I believe that you can be the, the captain of your own soul. I think that you can control your own fate but only within a certain set of parameters. You know, there, there is things that the world has to do and will do regardless of what you are doing. And I think that maybe even whatever you want to do is, in a sense, part of destiny. You know, whether you reach your full potential or not, that's a part of the plan. That's a part of the story. And I, I truly believe everything that's happening is for the greater good. It, it's, it's because God's doing it. And, you know, that's, that's where I find my peace. You know, I just... Whatever happens, it's part of the greater plan. And whatever I want to do, I think God put it in my heart for a reason. And I think, you know, God already knows what I'm going to do. So you would definitely be feeling then this is more of a religious experience than, well, I guess a simulation. Can can a simulation be a religious experience as well? (laughs) Or does it? I mean, so to to me, the simulation is just... um, it's just, it's science, it's, it's modern terminology for an idea that's been around for all time. You know, in, in the ancient times, they called it samsara. In the ancient times, they also called it, you know, the Gnostics believed that the material world was an illusion as well. Uh, basically, every ancient religion has always just said that this world is not the real one and that we're going somewhere else. And this whole thing that we call life is just a learning experience to get us ready for that. And so, yeah, I, I believe in the simulation, but I believe the simulation is also the same thing that all the mystics and all the sages have been talking about for all time. It's just a new way of saying the same old ideas. And so where do you think, how did they know about this then? Where, where did this come from? Like, where is this? Why is this a thing now? Why has it started right now? And then why in years and years ago thousands of years ago did they think the same things what is it that keeps leading us to this point do you think we have some kind of knowledge that we're just not tapping into you know we use 20 percent of our brain is it in within us somewhere this knowledge and we we just don't know it's there yet yeah no it's definitely with it's definitely within us and like i said you know there's nothing new under the sun everything you want to learn is already here there's no new discoveries. It's just new ways of phrasing and, uh, you know, reframing the same old ideas. And I'm not sure how we come upon these things. You know, my whole life has just been in pursuit of the truth, and I feel like I've kind of got a grasp on it. And, you know, it didn't take anything crazy. It's just like the Bible says, you know, seek and ye shall find. And, yeah, I'm not super religious. I just believe that all these ancient mystics knew what they were talking about. You know, I don't believe in religion. I believe in truth. Um, I think what 
religion is today is basically uh, some very old, profound truths that have been twisted and turned upside down and turned into a control mechanism. Yeah, and I think there's there's so many people from all corners of the earth and all walks of life who would think exactly the same as you, yet have not experienced the education uh, that you've experienced. So they would have completely different life lessons and heard different things and read different things, yet still are all drawn to a very similar theory as what you're coming up with or as what you believe in. Yeah, yeah. Every religion and every philosophy and every, you know, scientific model of reality, they all have their utility and they all are touching on the same thing. And I think it just helps to study everything because then you can start to see the bigger picture and how everything, like I said, is just describing the same thing. Yeah, and how it is actually linked together because obviously there's a lot of different cogs at work there artificial intelligence simulation the saturn timekeep theory um right. humans mythology so how do all of these things link would be the fact that it is just a loop it is a loop and it's been done before it'll be done again and um i guess saying it's a simulation would be the easiest way to understand it or to justify it yeah in a modern time where we all carry around cell phones and play video games and sit on computers the easiest way to describe uh the world in a way that we understand is just to say it's a simulation but back then the easiest way to understand it was samsara or material world or you know it's all the same thing yeah because i remember being really little I can't, I can't remember what age but very young i was in um primary school you call it I don't know what you call it over there I was about six or seven and um I remember learning or being told somebody taught me that the world the universe is infinite and if it is infinite then every single possible outcome will be the outcome and any scenario can be the scenario and has been that exact scenario and you could have been a million billion different types of people in the exact same situation just anything is possible and I remember being really little and hearing that and not having a clue what they was talking about I can't even remember he told me but it, it stuck with me and I've always thought about it like what the hell does this mean like how can everything happen and as I've got older you, you kind of start to understand things and this is before cell phones and and all the rest of it and now that it's being explained as a simulation I guess it's exactly the same thing but 30 years ago it wasn't artificial intelligence and computers and simulation it was that the universe is so vast that it has to be happening somewhere else and in all different formats yeah exactly um that's kind of similar to the multiverse theory but yeah the multiverse could be right here right now it really doesn't make a difference whether it's right here or in another universe i mean Every second, I believe, we're traveling through different universes where things are just a little bit different. You know, you you picked up your cup of coffee or whatever. That's a different universe. You changed reality. It's, every moment is a different reality. And so whether it's the multiverse, whether it's within our universe, whether it's in a different lifetime, it doesn't make a difference. It's, it's, like I said, it's all the same thing. It's, it's kind of beyond words. Yeah, we just have different descriptions to try and help our brains comprehend the enormity of what is being suggested. Right. 
Mm, love it. Now, Nick, can you tell us about your book? What do you think people reading your book are going to learn from it? Um, people reading my book are basically just going to understand more about the simulation theory and how it ties into Saturn. I believe that that frequency that we were talking about earlier that's being emitted from Saturn is somehow um, affecting our brains to be... I don't like to use the word trapped because that's kind of like has a negative connotation, but basically trapped in a smaller range of experience where, you know, our brains literally only perceive less than 1% of the light spectrum. And there's so much more out there that we just, our brains can't even comprehend it. So <clears throat> I believe part of that is due to the fact that our DNA has been tampered with maybe by these ancient aliens that we we're talking about and this frequency. And yeah, we're just in a, a lower realm of experience but like I said I believe we're about to transcend that and that's why all this information is coming out so why do you think that this is this is coming from Saturn though why would you think there'd be somebody so close to us in in the grand scheme of things doing something to hinder our progression why why would this be happening well it's not so much hindering our progression like I said this life is a school where we're just meant to learn a lesson and figure out who we are and what our actual powers and abilities are. And if there was no limitation, if there was no, if there was nothing to push against, there would be no challenge. There would be no lesson to learn. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I do understand so, you. I'm just struggling. I understand that all of the simulation theory and, and everything else we've spoken about, but I'm struggling to find the link between Saturn and the simulation. Okay, so, <clears throat> so in the past, Saturn was the god of, he was Kronos, the god of time, as well as the god of judgment, limitation, um, and uh, death even. So I believe that this frequency that's being emitted from Saturn has something to do with why our world is the way it is. And all of these religions that talk about Saturn, they used to worship Saturn as the ultimate god, they, they basically just talk about how he is the ruler of this world. And, you know, Christianity says the same thing. They say Satan is the ruler of this world, and Satan is Saturn. Saturn is the sixth planet from the sun. It has a six-sided shape on its north pole, and the sixth day of the week is Saturn Day, which is the day of the Black Mass, which is the day that Satanists worship. And so I believe all these things are just tied together, and that there is, you know a quote-unquote evil ruler of this world, but like I said, without bad, there can be no good. So you think that they're to well, monitor us and to see if they dig their heels in, who is actually going to get out of there, who is going to find enlightenment with real pressure from Saturn? Yes, exactly. That that Saturn is the one who gives us limitations. Saturn is the one that is... the. If you decide to turn around your perspective and not view him as evil, he is the ultimate teacher. He is the one who teaches you how to self-discipline. And overcoming Saturn is overcoming the simulation. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you, Nick. I'm struggling with that one. That's a reach. I, I don't know if I'm just too small-minded. Well, it's, to... it's, really, it's a really hard idea to grasp, and that's why, honestly, that's why I wrote the book. Because it's not, it's not something you sit down and explain very easily. Um, I'll send you a free copy of the book. Um, yeah, I'd love really to. to I'd it. love to 
read more about it and try and understand how the two can be linked because I just think the universe is so vast there's it you know there's and it's been here for so long then why would there be someone chilling on Saturn like disciplining us I, that is the link I'm struggling with the the simulation I get the multi-universe and the alternate dimensions I can get my head around that but I don't understand Saturn of all of the billions of other planets why would Saturn well, like be we're like we were saying there's simulations within simulations and we're right here we're on earth so for us the biggest limitation right now and the latest uh simulation in my opinion is something that's linked to Saturn I think this simulation is Saturn based it's Saturnalian in, in nature and if you just look at all the world's religions like I said they're all based around Saturn except for the mystics except, except for the sages they they preach you know, going within yourself and finding your own power. But, um, you know, if you believe in the Illuminati and stuff like that, uh, the worship of Satan is actually the worship of Saturn. They all have these giant black cubes at their um, at places where they worship. And, you know, if you take a hexagon, which is on top of Saturn, which is scientifically proven, you know, if you draw some lines inside of it, you get a Necker cube. And, um... <clears throat> The cube, I believe, is a altar to Saturn. And so if you go to the UN meditation room, there's a cube which is said to be the god of all. Um, if you uh, listen to Gordy Rose, or Jordy Rose, he's the creator of quantum computers. They look like giant black cubes, and he says they're altars to alien gods, and he believes that the alien god is AI. And then if you go to Mecca, there's a giant black cube where they all walk around it counterclockwise like the rings of Saturn. And, you know, there's just black cubes everywhere. And, and so do you think... Today, Two two things. Number one, do you think that Saturn could be like the hub, the beginning, the beginning where this all started, or the the understanding of if this is a simulation, this is where it started, this is where it's come from. Um, well, yeah, let's let's answer that first. Do you, do you think that this this could be the beginning or the 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 main switchboard if we was a simulation where where it's all held? Yeah, like I said, I think that we live in a series of simulations, and the one that we're in right now is definitely, well, not definitely, I can't say anything for sure, but I think this one is controlled by Saturn, and that there's some type of machine emitting that frequency which is trapping us in a lower vibration, and that frequency is coming from Saturn, and you can see that with the hexagon, and potentially the rings are amplifiers which are sending the, the frequency to Earth. And so then how do you think that people way before us, thousands and thousands of years ago, knew about this then? So how did, you know, throughout mythology, like you're saying, and all these different religions that worship Saturn or Satan, then how did they know? Has it been before? Um, yeah, I really, I, I'm really not sure how they knew what they knew. It's kind of incredible that they know all this stuff, and that's why I kind of think that they may have been smarter than us, and, you know, we're about to reach a time that they existed in where all knowledge is available, and then it's basically just a choice whether we want to move on or not. But you have to be aware of the coming shift, and you have to be aware of all the information. You know, you can still be oblivious and exist in a time. You know, there's a lot of people who are living right now who are oblivious, and they have all the information they could ever want at their fingertips. 
Yeah, no, I was going to say that as well. So do you think that if we're in a simulation that everybody, there's 7 billion of us on this planet, are all conscious and in the simulation? Or is this now my simulation and you are all just just bits of nonsense? You're not actually conscious. This is just my own simulation. Or do you think we're all in one together? And if we are all in one together... You're kind of talking about uh, like solipsism, right? Yeah. Basically, everyone's in your imagination. Yes. Um, I believe that is kind of the case, but it's not a reason to walk around acting like nobody's real. I mean, so if everyone is in your imagination, everyone's a part of yourself, and so that's more of a reason to love everyone like you would love your neighbor, or to love your neighbor like you would love yourself. You know what I mean? And so, if everyone is a part of your imagination, everyone is a part of you. And I believe that we're just God's consciousness experiencing himself from different points of view because he wanted to play a game of hide-and-seek, and and he's just really, really good at it, and we forgot who we are. And so then do you think within our lifetime now we're going to discover this? This is going to happen. Like So in the next 20 years, I'm going to actually figure all this out and then be like, ah, sweet, right can't be bothered with this reality anymore i want to move on to the next or is that just a pipe dream um well it's so i don't believe time is necessarily real so to say lifetime is kind of not the way that i would phrase it you know like i said heaven is right here right now the other dimensions are right here right now you can discover this information right here right now whether everyone is going to at one point at the same time, I don't believe that. But I do believe everyone will eventually find salvation. I do believe that. But um, not at a certain point in time. I think right now in history is definitely a totally different kind of weird. Um, there's a definitely a weird event going on where more people are going to realize this stuff. But no one will ever realize it all at the same time. It'll never be that way. Like I said, it's a loop. And so we're going to keep going through the lesson over and over and over again. Yeah, well, if we're all, you know, if we're not all in one simulation together, then, you know, surely everybody's got their own millions of tries at it. Because what I wonder is, if we are all in one simulation together, which I would prefer that theory, that the seven billion of us are all actually in one giant simulation, then why would some people be born into families with no money for instance a real simple one and other people be born into families with loads of money like what who determines the difference in how people are treated within these simulations why would some people get killed and other people just be like mother Teresa? like who determines this right yeah that's a good question i don't know i'm not i i like I believe God is good, but yeah, there's definitely challenges that are that seem unfair. I, it might have something to do with past karma. You know, your soul might carry on, and you might have different lessons to learn than other people. And like I said, it's not necessarily different simulations. We're we're in this kind of malleable um, illusion that everything, all the different dimensions, all the different simulations, the whole multiverse is right here, right now. It's just very hard to say in words because words are limited. But I hope that suffices. I hope that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I mean, 
honestly, Nick, my mind is blown. I love to learn about these things, study these things and, and talk about them as well with, with people who have an understanding of it. I find it truly fascinating um, to obviously have an interest in trying to find out the truth, if you like, of, of what is going on or if there is something more. I do 100% believe there is something more, but I just don't know what that is. But I really enjoy listening to other people's theories on on what they think it could potentially be um and yeah nick i mean it's been amazing amazing speaking to you you've, you've blown my mind i don't know if i'll sleep tonight can you tell us again one last time nick what is the name of your book and when that was my released? book is my book is the saturn time cube simulation it came out on september 22nd um just follow me on twitter at nick hinton with two n's at the end and just shoot me a message and i'll tell you all the information on how to get a copy of the book. I'm working on uh, building a store on my website to make that a little bit easier, but right what, now... I what is your website, Nick? My website is nickhinton33.com. Perfect. Right, Nick, it has been absolutely amazing. Thank you so, so much for coming on the podcast. Yeah, thank you for having me. I really enjoyed this talk. Cheers. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Please remember to visit www.michaela-wayne.co.uk. Subscribe to the podcast, leave your feedback, and don't troll.